0: The Secrets of Star Trek is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Star Trek, where we discuss the hidden layers and deeper meanings found in all the Star Trek TV series, movies, and more. And today we're discussing the animated series episode, The Magics of Megas 2. I'm Dom Bettinelli, and joining me today on the panel is Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father Corey. How's it going, Dom? Very well, thanks. Yeah, Jimmy's on assignment. I like to say that. I don't know. He's doing his own thing right now. I just want to say he's on assignment. Folks, remember to like The Secrets of Star Trek on Facebook, where we're facebook.com slash starquestmedia. Retweet us when you find us on Twitter, where we're at SQPN. We're on Instagram at StarQuest Network. Uh, We're on YouTube, where we're also StarQuest. Find us wherever you want to look for us on social media and leave us comments in all those places. We love to hear from you and have conversations with you, and we'll even share it uh, in a future episode. I want to tell you about another show on the network you are sure to enjoy called Raising the Bets. It's a show I do with my wife, Melanie, and uh, you can find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash bets. That's B-E-T-T-S. So, Father Corey, can you give me? I almost said Jimmy. Uh, Father Corey, <laughs> can, you, can you give us a recap of this episode?
1: Yeah, since Jimmy's gone, someone else has to step in, so I would be glad to. Thank you. The Enterprise is sent to the Galactic Core to look for Shakari. Um, I, I mean, uh, investigate a theory <laughs> that matter was originally created there and continues to be created. Entering the core, the ship is caught up in a matter energy hurricane and moved to an alternate universe. All the systems of the ship shut down, but the crew is saved by Lucian an alien from the planet Megas-2 who calls the humans friends. Lucian brings Kirk, Spock, and McCoy to his planet and shows that belief in magic rules in this universe. Not just friendship, but also belief in magic. (laughs) Back on the ship, crew members begin experimenting with the rules of magic, bringing them to the attention of the other members of the Megan species. The crew is put on trial in a recreation of Salem, Massachusetts, where it's revealed that the Megans came to Earth to help humanity, but they were abused, culminating in the Salem witch trials. Spock and Kirk are able to show the Megans that humanity has changed, and humanity is once again in friendship with the Megans. The crew is restored to the
0: Enterprise and
1: returned to their own universe. And as Jimmy says, the end.
0: The end. <laughs> so let's start at the top here. So the, the, they, the whole point for them going to the center of the galaxy was this idea that if the galaxy was created by a great explosion, then the center of the galaxy might still be creating new matter.
1: Despite the law of conservation (laughs) of matter,
0: yeah, it. This is not a scientific. This is (laughs) Jimmy would would explain all the science for this if he were here. But uh, just trust me, that's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. (laughs) And they hand
1: it away that this alternate universe that they end up in is where matter is created by "quote unquote" magic. You know, it's not really magic. It's whatever force creates the matter. It's a different set of physical laws.
0: Right, and this center of the of the galaxy is the um is is like this doorway to this yep. other dimension basically uh so yeah so when they get to this what they call the creation point uh the creation of new matter looks like fireworks apparently yeah.
1: <laughs> fireworks and is like in a hurricane
0: yes and they get sucked into this matter energy whirlwind at warp speed I think over warp 10 which is uh really fast yeah and uh they they Spock comes with the idea of going to the eye of the storm, which they, which, where it'll be calm, I can't, apparently. And then they go on a weird trip, like a weird trip, man. Yeah. <laughs> Through the center of everything outside of time and space. Wow. Um, man. <laughs> wow. Psychedelic. This is very, very early 70s. Very,
1: very psychedelic. This is, you know, early 70s. So this was very much psychedelic. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, and that's when Lucian, the uh, ripped satyr, uh, yeah. so goat man he's got these abs that don't stop like this it's so funny the and they way even they flex him. him at
1: one point like he moves his arms and they flex
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean they the animators had some fun with him he's like really ripped and uh he appears on the bridge to and he's saving the ship from collapsing due to a mm-hmm. suspension of the laws of nature that's what one of the things is he's, he's, um, because it's outside of our universe in a different universe where there are different laws of nature he, he tells us his name is lucian he kidnaps Spock, the captain and McCoy to this planet where all kinds of weirdness starts happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, more psychedelic. Whoa, man, you're kind of rippling like liquid. Uh, and yeah. He, <laughs> um, and that, this is where we're told that the world works on magic, which, you know, they call it magic, but it's a, essentially, uh, a mental power can alter reality basically.
1: Right. Right. It, it's it, like I said, it's different physical laws that matter can be created through just willing it basically, you know, kind of the idea of, you know, I believe that I can do this. And it comes to that point where it's, it's the crew start experimenting It that. Oh, I believe I can make, you know, a beautiful woman appear. I believe that I can make that chess piece move all because of, you know, this magic, this, this law of how matter is created.
0: Yeah. I noticed that Sulu uh, makes a girl right away. Like, (laughs) yeah, that turns out to be Lucian. Yeah, the the Shoreleaf planet, right? They yep. <laughs> Sulu imagined the uh, the damsel in distress, you know, it's, it's that Sulu. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Um so and Lucian says in their universe there's no conflict or rivalry but you know among the Meg- Megans, mm-hmm. but there're also no other life. They're the only life forms in their universe. So that's when they decided to travel to Earth in our dimension where they became advisors. So basically if you've watched the MCU anytime recently like the Asgard or the mm-hmm. Eternals or all of these other ancient, uh alien beings who came to earth uh so long ago and you know became the the uh mythological gods of of different uh, uh peoples so uh wait, and that's a- basically what a- they did.
1: Asgard's are little gray men. Oh wait, that's a different universe.
0: Oh, diff- yes, the different Asgard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the I was gonna say I was gonna see the Thor from Stargate with Mjolnir, the hammer. That would be fun. Or just, I,
1: I'm sure it's I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure there's a yeah. meme somewhere.
0: Or like Chris Hemsworth with him. That would be really fun. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> uh, cross cross the streams. Um. So, but th- there's also this weird vibe from Lucian where he's what he needs to hide them from his people. Mm-hmm. Like he he the, he's got these new friends. I'm so glad to see you, but I need to hide you from my people. Um. Uh, and that's when, but when they start using the magic uh, right. of the universe, that's when the others find out.
1: Well, uh, and, and Lucian had put a like a shield around, the, or a fog is how they described it, but a, a shield around the planet to prevent the other Megans from seeing the Enterprise in orbit around the planet.
0: Right, but that doesn't that doesn't save the Enterprise crew uh, once they start using the magic. And the other Megans discover the Enterprise, and then they recreate this version of Salem, Massachusetts. Put every the entire crew in stocks, which is a lot of stocks because there's like yeah. four hundred supposed to be four hundred people on the on the Enterprise. Well, you
1: only see about twenty, but of course that's probably just what they wanted to draw.
0: Yeah, exactly. They didn't want to have to draw everybody. <laughs> um, uh, so I, I I used to live in Salem. I know quite a bit about the Salem witch trials and all that sort of stuff. So it's kind of funny that they they brought this up. Um, but for some reason, they're dressed as pilgrims. That's not how people in Salem dressed. But, you know, hey, it's a recreation. They could cosplay as Salemites and as much. As they're, they're just they as
1: much into history as they are into true science. So. <laughs> yes.
0: So then we have the introduction of a new character, the prosecutor and judge, uh, mm-hmm. Asmodeus. Asmodeus is a name from mythology. Isn't that like a, a um, in mythology is a demon's name? I thought? think so. See, these
1: are all at least they only get the two names Methodius or Asmodius and Lucian who we find out later is Lucifer Lucifer yeah um, and of course both of which are you know demons um, which makes makes sense um, but I, I can't remember you know I I heard the name before yep. but I can't remember so uh, what the according to the is. book
0: of book of Tobit Asmodeus was a prince of demons who was smitten with love for Sarah the daughter of Raguel and he's the one who killed her seven husbands on their wedding nights.
1: Okay, there we go. Yeah. So so all these characters are taking over demons, you know, Christian demon. you know, Christian evil figures, if you will. You know, demons, right. of course, Lucifer being Satan and so on. So
0: Right. And what they're trying to do is, like, turn it on its head. Like, the reason why they're not really demons, that the humanity turned on them and created stories about them being demons because we were afraid of their powers. Uh, of you know magic right. that you know that we th- you know, primitive humans were afraid of and persecuted them, um, he says when humans couldn't get them to use their power to serve their own greed, they turned on them and accused them of being demons and evil um, yep. so it, this is ki- this is a kind of story that you see in certain science fiction at different mm-hmm. times um the whole like the the myth the myths of religion. Turns out to just be aliens after all. You know, it's a whole, the Chariots of the Gods thing, you know, it goes yep. back to, to that stuff. And it was very popular in the 60s and 70s, this notion that religions were really based on encounters with aliens. Um,
1: yeah, well, even into the 90s, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, Right, but this is—I mean—a lot of it came up then. This was—you the, saw this a lot—and well, and this is coming to like
1: Joseph Campbell and in the stuff that he wrote. He was—you know—everybody knows him for like the hero's tale. He's the one who you know explicitly talks about the hero's tale. You know the hero's journey, right? But he also talked about a lot of stuff like this—that a lot of mythology uh, comes from other sources. That you know—it's—you know—the religion isn't, yeah, you know, it, it, mysticism and things like that all come from different sources, and one of those could be you know outside influence from our our species
0: right right and it's kind of kind of predictable because it was around the same time when people started you know modernizing and you know rejecting religion and institutional religion as old fashioned and old and so yep. you know seeing and and gene rodberry himself was a was a humanist yep. who didn't have any use for really for religion in in his own personal life yeah and so to see this come up in Star Trek several times uh, over the years, uh, not not surprising. I no,
1: guess. no, and there's there's also a lot of uh, deconstructing religion. Again, this is going into you know talking about that you know these weren't really w- demons; they were aliens. But there's a lot of deconstructing religion at this time too. Of let's you know let's tear it down to its constituent parts and find out what it's really about. Not not the the that's been had a, a tribute that, that added to it over the years. You know scrape yeah. off the barnacles from the hole kind of thing.
0: Right, right. So, uh, again, again, not so not surprising that they would ha- this sort of story would crop up especially at this time. Exactly. So the um it turns out that the Megans who had go- gone to earth eventually all settled in Salem uh because of course. And mm-hmm. that's when they were being they were persecuted as witches. In fact, the witch trials was a persecution at, at the beginning of Catholics. Of, right poor uneducated Catholics whose prayers in Latin were thought to be magic spells. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you had uh little old Irish ladies who's you, who worked as maids or, you know, house servants of one sort or another who uh, would say their prayers in Latin and were, and then bad things would happen in the house because, you know, bad things happen to people all the time. Yep. And then they would blame her as casting a spell. You made, you made that little girl sick. I think it was the first, was the first one, this little girl, a little boy, died of some mysterious illness and so they thought it was the um the irish maid who was uh, right casting a magic spell and then well, eventually it just became a way of you know if you wanted to get rid of an enemy you would just call them a witch it <laughs> would be held right. off
1: it, ex- exactly and you know it, it's you know people talk about with, with magic you've got hocus pocus and abracadabra well both are playing off of the latin mass you know hocus pocus yeah. hoke in corpus in yes yeah you
0: know, this and is so, my, this is the body of Christ, or this
1: is yep, my body. Yeah, This is my body. You know, of course, the very words of consecration, well, hocus pocus is actually a insult to that. You know, it's, it's twisting right. that, you know, and right. so it's being used as an insult. So those words, and I can't remember where abracadabra comes from, but it's another, another Latin phrase that kind of it plays off of. But it, it's just like those were insults to the mass. And, of course, now people just use them, you know, oh, that's just a universal, you know, magic word.
0: Right, right. Uh, and that was part of it is this, this, the superstition about Catholics in Salem was, yep. was really the With origin the of that. Yep. Um, which is interesting. Also the given that, uh, the first Catholic mass in new England I th- or no mm-hmm. in uh, Massachusetts was, I think it was the one that was in Salem in the hmm. Unitarian minister's house. Well, that's uh, funny. Bentley was the, was the name. Um, but yeah, which was kind of interesting. He was very progressive in the sense of being uh, welcoming to Catholics. So, so you had a lot of like French and Irish sailors who mm-hmm. would come through Salem. So was a huge port back in the day. And so uh, this is kind of a tangent. Sorry, folks, but you know, I, I lived <laughs> in Salem for long enough. I, I have a history. Lot
1: of the, the, history geekery is ge- good geekery too.
0: Yes, and Catholic history uh, uh, geekery because there's so much Catholic history in Salem. Oh, yes. uh, which interestingly. But anyway, the they so the Megans were in this story were burned as witches uh, there, and so now they uh, and survived apparently. Um, they were only mostly dead, and so it turns out they don't actually want to hurt the Enterprise crew because remember they don't believe in conflict in mm-hmm. rivalry in this universe. But they but Spock is called on to be their representative to defend them against the charges that they of, of being humanity, although not everyone there is actually human, right? Right. Like, like, well, Spock and, and is that's, half human. But. I will, I will say they
1: actually call that out. They say you are different, you know, that, that yeah. Spock isn't just human. He is, you know, Vulcan. So they, they do actually kind of call that out. It's like, yeah, you're not just human. So, okay, you're good. You yeah. This, the, but this defender. also,
0: yeah. Uh, Lieutenant Maress, she's the Cation, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the, the cat people. Yep. And uh, who is the other one with the, with the arm out of his middle of his chest? Who replaced Chekhov? Yeah, I can't um, remember. Yeah, it, at the top of my, on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, uh, Kirk's defense that he that Spock picks up is that humans have changed since Salem, as you said. Uh, so they decided to consult the record banks of the Enterprise, and yes. uh, we have a re- representation of the rep- record banks flying through the air, reel to reel tapes and punch cards. <laughs> I got a kick out of that. The all this oh, high tech yeah. stuff. Well, of, that was that uh, was high
1: na- tech back in 1972, and now we're just yes. like, oh, wasn't that quaint?
0: <laughs> yes, right. the idea that the Enterprise runs on punch cards would be it just a uh, well,
1: it's it's more plausible than their actually it's less plausible than their little cartridges that they would stick in it.
0: But <laughs> yes, th- those are like disk drives. But uh, yeah, um, so the the Meegans end up determining that the Enterprise's arrival was an accident and unlikely to be repeated, so they let them go, um, and. So, But they do sentence Lucian to isolation for eternity. Basically, it sentences him to hell, right? Uh, And Kirk defends him, and that Mm -hmm. surprises the Megans. Uh, It turns out Lucian is Lucifer. So, um, again, it's this, oh, you know, the devil's not really a bad guy. He's just misunderstood. Exactly. Uh, And so Kirk gets in a magic battle with the Megans, which is fun to, you know, to that's he has to uh, win the magic battle to, to save Lucian, um, which and, turns out
1: to actually be a test. It was actually a test by the Megans, you know, whether right. or not they should they you know whether or not humanity has changed, whether or not they're willing to fight for one of theirs.
0: Right. Yeah. The, it's um you know because Kirk says I want you to keep you. I'm doing this because I don't want you to be as bad as the people who started the witch trials. You know that's what mm-hmm. he is, and so you, that's what you're being. So um, so yeah, that we have uh they they are set free and spock we have to have that wrap up you know where they're on the bridge and they're talking about it and uh uh spock says well it's the second time lucifer was cast out and thanks to kirk the first time he was saved <laughs> like, yeah. oh man yeah yeah
1: and so uh I, I expected i expected to hear you know the rolling stone sympathy from the de- for the devil play at this point <laughs> but I, I think that actually might be later than this i can't remember when that one came out
0: but <laughs> uh, yeah that's a good point yeah so you know as as i you kind of alluded to at the beginning a lot of this sounds like what they would pick up later for Star Trek Five: The Final Frontier. This idea yeah. that going to the shockery, going to the center of the galaxy to find God—in uh, this case, not finding God, but finding demons. Um, apparently, the original pitch for this episode was that they would actually be searching for God, but hmm. the NBC said, "No, you can't. You can't have God in the show uh, on daytime TV." So, it's, you know, instead, because it'd be unmasking God as an alien in that in right. that sense. So, it's, but they were okay with it being demons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because kind of, exactly. it's always aliens and demons. Well, in uh, Shakari in I bet you they. I have a feeling
1: they pulled off of this episode for the idea of Shakari in the first place because it was a place in Vulcan mythology that all creation originated there. Right. So and that's of course the whole premise of this episode is they're going to where all creation originated or at least the universe or the galaxy originated and they uh you know and that's where it they found all this you know matter being created and all that you know so right. it's so i i wonder if they really did kind of play off of this to begin
0: with for Star Trek 5 I would think so i mean the it's funny because uh, memory alpha doesn't say a word about it despite the at least I didn't see it. Maybe I yeah, saw it. and it
1: didn't I see it, didn't. it on the, the page for the magics. Of course, you go into you look up Shaqari and it's right. uh, Then you can find out about that. Um, actually, I was going to look and see if the bottom. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about if if came from the idea of actually the, I like this. The word Shakari supposedly is an allusion to Sean Connery, who they wanted to play Cybok.
0: Oh, wow. You know, That's trying funny. to
1: pronounce Sean Connery Shaqari. <laughs>
0: Could you imagine if Sean Connery had been Cyborg? That would have been oh, that would so been amazing. Amazing. Like, I'm not sure it would have been good, but it would have been amazing. <laughs> yes, it would have. <laughs> <laughs> One thing Memory Alpha does say is uh, that Roddenberry liked the thought of the Enterprise being confronted by God. And it has a quote. Gene thought that was the greatest thing he'd ever heard of, noted Brody, the the writer. He mm-hmm. said, I've been trying for years to just get that out in that way. I never really thought about just doing it. So, all right, let's do that. Um, and additionally, Brody recalled Roddenberry smiling and saying, "I've always wanted to write about the Enterprise meeting God, but NBC's primetime bosses always shot it down. Let's see if we can slip it past the daytime boys." Uh, uh, spoilers: They couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> so uh but it doesn't. It, this comes from a, um, a, a, a an extra on the on the DVD for the animated series mm-hmm. called "Drawn to the Final Frontier." So I don't know if that's a reference to Star Trek Five or if it's. More about you just know, space, the final frontier.
1: Yeah, the, the 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 galactic core that no one had been to before was the uh, final frontier. By the way, as as we're poking around memory Alpha, mm-hmm. Larry Brody all, wrote another episode for a Star Trek series. Oh, tattoo from Voyager. One of our rated worst episodes. That was a Chakotay episode where he has all the vision quests and all that.
0: Oh, with his with his dad, right? This is the one where he's with his dad. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, this guy! Someone needs someone should have stopped him before. <laughs> <laughs> Once <laughs> was enough. Wrote again. One bad episode yeah. was enough. <laughs> I know. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, it's that's not the worst Voyager episode. That's that's. But it, the, it the did make our one. lists,
1: at least, and I know I think it was on mine yeah. for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, the well because of the all the bad native american yeah that's that that
1: was the one that i I had picked because and not so much because of the episode itself but because of a representation of how chakotay and native american spirituality is represented
0: but brody isn't the guy who had all the bad native american spirituality stuff like he was he wasn't the fake the fake indian as they call he wasn't the advisor no no okay that was the that was the other guy um interesting
1: well So anyways, um, we've gone well a stream of from this episode, yeah. although it all connects.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean to be honest, it's a twenty-minute animated episode that does not much to it. So you know, we're, we're, there's plenty. Yeah, there, we're only twenty-something minutes in discussing it, so well, it's, it's going to be a short we've had episode.
1: We've had, had a couple of T.S. episodes already that have had some you know good plot and good things to talk about. Right, this one not so much.
0: <laughs> yeah, this one just doesn't have. I mean, we've we've talked about all the interesting bits of it. I mean, it 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 does what it says. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Jimmy picked a good week to take off, but. Uh, oh, his, um, his
1: reaction when we when mentioned this episode, he was like, I'm glad I'm missing that one. Yeah, or I'm, not, exactly. I'm, I'm not heartbroken. I'm missing that one. That's more his the way he phrased it.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. It's, you know, it's interesting. So the Asmodeus was played by Ed Bishop. He was the only non-regular cast member. So uh George Takei did one of the Megan voices. James Dewan, who did, who did a lot of voices for the animated series, yep. did, was the voice of Lucian. Um, but Ed Bishop, uh, it was Asmodeus and apparently he was a fan of Star Trek beforehand. And so he ended nice. up, you know, getting, getting a, uh, job on, on this one. Uh I don't know if it was because he liked Star Trek or just was happy that he got the job because yeah. he liked it. Um, but if you know, um, if you've ever seen the British sci-fi series UFO, which I have like very, very vague memories of, he was in that. So nice. He, yeah. Commander Ed Streaker on that. <laughs> all right, let's uh, wrap up this episode. Do you have any uh, last thoughts, Father Corey? Anything mm, left to say? Nothing
1: here. No? We pretty well covered it.
0: <laughs> we did. All right, so we want to take a moment to thank our patrons and make it possible for us to create the secrets of Star Trek, including John W, S. R., Joseph G., Francesco M., and J.P. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Star Trek in all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. We'd also like to thank Victor Lambs, who edited this episode. So that's it from us. What did you think of The Magics of Megas 2? Let us know by commenting on the show at sqpn.com slash Trek or our Facebook page at facebook.com slash StarQuest Media. Send an email to trek at sqpn.com or visit our Discord community at sqpn.com slash Discord. We'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the premiere of Season 3 of Lower Decks. Yee-hoo! Yay! <laughs> Until then, Father Cory thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Star Trek. Thank you, Dom. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to the secrets of Star Trek on StarQuest. And remember, this was the second time Lucifer was cast out. But thanks to Kirk, the first time he was saved. Oh. <laughs>